The following is a Joel Mahalik production. On November 13th, Felix Unger was asked to remove himself from his place of residence. That request came from his wife. She asked him to leave because he wouldn't listen to the Joel Mahalik show. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. I am Joel Mahalik across, not so much across the table, but next to me at the booth yeah, today, <laughs> the lovely Sharon. Yeah, hey. Hey, how you doing? Good. I would, you know, I meant to get you the arm today. No, that's okay. I'm good. And I forgot it. That's okay. I'm good. Anyway, welcome to the program, show number 163, if you're keeping track of your books. Um... So if you want to subscribe to the podcast, and really you should, you can do so by going to www.jmtalk.net. Uh, you can also visit us all over social media uh, at uh, on um, TikTok and TikTok and oh boy, TikTok and Facebook, Facebook at JM Talk, Instagram and Twitter at JM Talk Radio. Wow, I got a little tongue tied there. I know. Also, I, you usually have it down pat. <laughs> drop us an email. <laughs> JoelMahalikRadio at gmail.com. I can't sit like this, though. I got to... Yeah, scooch <sighs> forward, man. Reposition. Well, because yeah, I got to be able to turn this way to get to the computer, this way to get to the table, this way to get to you. Gosh, you know. I know. Well, so, um, you're very talented. You could do it. So what's up? Oh, I'm banging the table. I'm actually... So you want to talk about your, your adventures that you've been working on this past week? Yeah, well, more than a week. Well... Since about the 19th. But you did something. But you did something this past week, though. Oh, my gosh. That I swore I would never do. Didn't I? Yeah. So I said, oh, no. You will never see my face on any social media. That's what I said. However. To that effect, right? I lied. Because? I am on Facebook. I am on TikTok. I do lives on both of them um, because I am doing um, ring bombs. It's a surprise reveal jewelry. Mm -hmm. And you just choose the collection and um, choose your size. And everything else is a mystery. So it's awesome. I've been having so much fun. I really have. Um, had I known it was this fun doing, you know, the lives, I, I would have done it sooner. Yeah, I probably would have. So nothing to say. I mean, uh, is that your whole ad? I was. Well, <laughs> the oh, floor, no. the floor was yours to talk oh. about what you're doing. I mean, you know. Well, all right. So if I it's an ad, then let me just go on by saying. You can find me on TikTok if you look up but Fizzy Chick. Fizzy Chick. F-I-Z-Z-Y. That's the way I would spell Fizzy. I-C-K. Fizzy Chick. And the name of my business is called Full Moon Fizz. So I just thought it fit my personality because you know what happens during a full moon you get fizzy with it no i get crazy i get crazy with it so okay and to see more about it maybe order maybe see when you're live they can go to i believe because i know you're you're very busy Doing stuff over there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to get ready for my live tonight. Full as moon a matter of fact. fizz. Full moon fizz. And that's full, F U L L, moon, M O O N, as in Nancy, fizz, F I Z Z, dot 
bomb, B-O-M-B. You can't say that. I can say it on my on this radio show, party, P-A-R-T-Y, dot com. There you go. And you can place an order. You can do whatever you want. You can join even. You could do it yourself. You could have so much fun, just like me. And you, because you're helping me. I'm just the hands that move stuff around for you. <laughs> And tell me what I forgot, and help me, you know, throw out the the move the the moves, throw out the info. So yeah, you do an awful lot. Uh you're right. I noticed that. I noticed that I actually do more than the host does. <laughs> I'm the owner of the business. However, <laughs> that means that I don't have to do nothing. It's like no, I'm I'm the face. I'm the one that's right there doing the fizzing, doing everything, you know, for the customer, giving away free things. Tonight is going to be... Um, well... No, not tonight. I was going to say, that just to caution you, because yeah, this, this, this yeah. show drops on Sunday, which yes. will be past that, yeah. what you're about to announce, so they won't know. Oh, okay. Which is why I was saying they well, should go to the website. Saturday, next Friday and Saturday, you can... What? Uh, nothing. What does that look for? I was just working out schedules yeah. in my head. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was working out schedules in my head. I never said you had to do it every single, every single day. But have you noticed? Like you it, do, if, 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 I, if I if I was not in there, I I don't think you'd be able to pull it off. There is a lot of work going on on that. And now there I mean, is. So I do immediately see why a lot of husbands help out. I, I yeah. get it. I do yeah. get it. Well. And I can appreciate that, that you get that, you know, that you understand, you know, what has to be done behind the scenes, you know. So I have to do all the thinking and you have to do all the doing. So we'll drop. Except for the fitting. So we'll drop a link in the show notes. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Thank on you. On how they can get over there and, uh, and see that. Yeah, I'm on every Friday and Saturday night. Um, once if I find myself getting busier, I might do it a couple other nights a week, but I, I I have, I just, I still have concerns about beach season, but well, I can do this wherever I want. That's the beauty. As long as you have data on your phone, you could, I will have to have data on my phone then. Well, you do have have data, but what I'm saying is as long as, because where we, uh, do our weekend in. It, the you know that the coverage is garbage. I understand that, which is why I'm contacting AT and T. We're moving on. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Um, anyway, so yeah, I mean, it's not going to interfere with beach season. That much I can guarantee. Because I can do it at the beach. I can, and it's at night when we're sitting around doing nothing anyway. Um, so we've got a stack of stuff and we're actually going to start by talking about a story that's very local to here. In fact, Ben Salem, Pennsylvania. Okay. Now we've been off, um, o- we've been off show for a couple of weeks. So, um, this is already a couple of weeks old, but, and you probably didn't hear about it. Um, but there was a huge brawl at the Ben Salem Golden Corral a couple of weeks ago involving more than 40 people. I think I heard Little tidbits about it. Um, so apparently, a customer became in fully enraged when the buffet ran out of steak. Now I don't know if they ran out of steak. Period, or if it was like, oh, stand I, by, I, I gotta go get it, more steak. No, it was they were out. They okay, were completely out. Well, you know, I mean, first that's of, what I heard anyway. First of all, not that the food is like <laughs> five star at the Golden know, Corral, right? but there's other things besides the steak that you could eat. Yeah. You know, I mean, to exactly. start a to start a massive brawl, furniture flying mm-hmm. brawl at a Golden Corral because they're out of steak. You know, maybe you don't belong going out in public to eat. <laughs> especially, I mean, seriously, especially at a oh you yeah at an all you can eat at an all you can eat yeah yeah that's oh my goodness. Someone is, uh, what's that word? 
Crazy. So apparently there were two parties in line waiting for steaks. Somebody had cut in front and then started being picky and finicky about the steaks and taking too long. And then somebody else spoke up and said something about, I guess, the other party didn't like. And then it just looked like it turned out into an all-out brawl. This is according to, is this an ex-employee? Uh, yeah, former employee of Golden Crowd who was talking to a friend of theirs that still works there. Mm. Um, but the video was very entertaining. It's all over the internet if you want to check it out. <laughs> I want and to see it, actually. And, of course, JK Hospitality, um, the franchisee for Golden Corral at that location, wrote in a statement that no serious injuries have been reported, which is good because those chairs are heavy, and there oh, are chairs are. flying through the video midair. Wow. You know what I mean? And I mean, Did it, you see the video? I did see the video, yeah. I got it. Can I look it up? Not at the moment. I know not at but the But, yeah, moment. you just look up Golden Corral Brawl, and it'll probably take you right to where you need to be to watch it. On YouTube, right? Well, anywhere. Just anywhere. just Google it. Because oh, sure. you're going to have news sites that will have video clips. You know, maybe YouTube might have, yeah. like, you know, the OP, the original poster gotcha. of it. Uh, so, uh, since it's a couple weeks old, I don't know if they got this far, but the police said that um, the people who started the fight, once identified, <laughs> will, wow. fa- will face assault charges. They should at a minimum. Yeah, at a minimum. And destruction of property. And not be allowed back into any Golden Corral or any restaurant ever. <laughs> any. Uh, they should be buffet. on their high house arrest for like 20 years. Right. Um, you know, people go out to restaurants to eat and feel safe. Like it's it's like supposed to be a safe haven because eating is a safe yeah. thing to do, relatively yeah. speaking, unless you're choking. Exactly. So to go out to a restaurant. Even if it's okay, the Golden Corral. I mean, yeah. I don't mean the bad mouth. We've eaten there. Like I say, I, I wouldn't. Had, I, I, I wouldn't write home. Once. We've eaten there more than once. No, maybe twice. More than twice. I. No, not yes. the Golden Corral. We ate at the Golden Corral in Florida. We ate at the Golden Golden Corral in uh, down in Dover years ago with our friends. Yeah, and then our friends again at that truck stop in Maryland. That's three right there. Wow. You're a liar. Three right there. <laughs> You're a liar. So. Just kidding. I don't remember the one in Florida. Well, it's not. All right. So Golden Corral could be considered a forgettable place. And maybe that's why. <laughs> Having nothing to do with your short-term <laughs> memory issues. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but that's funny. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. It, seriously, though, my, my opinion is this. Maybe it's unpopular. If you feel like you're going to fight because someone ran out of food, <laughs> then don't go out. Just you know, make your own steak. Exactly. This is you bit- can buy it at the store. Even go to Texas Roadhouse, buy it, take it home, and make it your own dang self. The, I mean, this is as bad as a couple years ago. People fighting over chicken at um, <laughs> I know. chicken sandwiches at uh, one of the Chick-fil-A's. two. Was it Chick Fil A or yeah. was it the uh, the other it was one? Popeyes. Because no. there was that big who's got better chicken. Yeah. And then somebody Chick-fil-A. sold out. <gasps> It was a Popeye's. That's it what I thought. I thought Popeyes. it was a Popeye's. You're right. Love that Popeye's chicken. That's not even the ad. But <laughs> what? <laughs> that's not even the ad. I don't know. All right. So, so as you can tell, some of these things we're talking about could easily be wombats, but we have so many wombats in the backlog <laughs> anyway. And when I get to the wombat this week, you're going to love it. You know, and that's sad. That's sad that we have so many wombats the people are just effing insane. Yeah. I think that the Golden Corral was going to be a wombat. I think. I feel like it. Do you? Yeah, but this week's wombat is, is going to be great. Way too, way better. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, okay, check this out. So, two men take a corpse into an Irish post office to claim the dead man's Okay, so Pension. this is a joke, right? This is a joke, yes. This is how it starts I out. Two men take a corpse in. No, no. <laughs> two men take a corpse in the bar. Um, so, you know, these uh, these two men carried a dead body into an Irish post office in an apparent uh, attempt to claim his pension. So they had him propped up. Uh, think of Weekend at Bernie's. Okay, yeah. They had I him propped you. up like that. Yeah. To prove um, that he was alive. That's too funny. Yeah. Um, so it's too much. The outlandish series of events, outlandish as it may seem, began when one of the men entered the post office at about 11.30 a.m. on a Friday asking to collect a pension payment for an older man. This is according to the Irish Times newspaper. 
Wow. Um, he was refused with staff informing him that the pensioner would have to be present in order for the money to be handed over. Wow. The man returned, returned soon after with two other men, one of whom was in his 60s and appeared to be being supported by the other two. The younger men asked to be given the pension payment. Uh, so no cash was handed over. The two men fled the scene, abandoning the man's body. Rude. After a woman who had become suspicious raised the alarm with a staff member. Wow. So the deceased man reported to have been well known to the men who had been carrying the body. See, with friends well, like that, on. you don't need enemies. Right? Uh, so, yeah. Come on. It's a, it, it's a shock. It, I it, just don't understand some people. I don't either. Like, you know, we were just talking about this because of a, um, a, uh, the incident we had where I work, the, crim- right. the criminal yeah, 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 mischief. Yeah. yeah. And I, I remember saying after we solved that whole case, uh huh. I hope it was worth it. Yeah. I, I remember saying that about the kid who did it. <laughs> I hope it was worth what's going to happen to you. Yeah. And the record that you're going to form, yeah. You know, I hope it was worth what you Even did was worth it. There's no jail time. There, he's going to have to pay restitution. You know. Yeah. So I mean, it's just crazy, and it also points to the fact that people will do whatever they can to scam you out of their money. Yeah, absolutely. Including taking your dead ass body down to the pension office. That's too, too, too much. So, now there was something about this story I, I, I remember seeing, or maybe it wasn't on the story. Let me see. Um, there was a tweet. I just have to. Okay. So, it's not in here, but. Okay. So, when this story <laughs> hit Twitter, it was so funny because Andrew McCarthy, who okay. starred in Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. I know who he is. Tweeted a reply to the story and said he was nowhere near Ireland on that day. You know, to making a joke about what? these guys propping his yeah. guy up and taking him in. Oh, that's too <laughs> much. So, yeah. Um, that's too funny. You know, I mean, a lot of a lot of scams these days were over the phone, over the mm. internet. This is a old-fashioned, in-person scam attempt to get somebody's money. And it's just a different version of this kind of stuff happens all the time. How many people... Uh, pass away and uh, other people known to them or even relatives know, right? continue collecting their social security or their mm-hmm. pension or whatever and um, you know it happens I, here in the US more than I'd like to say are we keeping you up yes are you sure I just mm-hmm. ho- I just hope it was worth it. I hope it was <laughs> I, I hope the steak was worth it at Golden Corral I hope that the attempt to get a little bit of money from an, a, an old dead man it was worth it. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I hope that was all worth complete. it. So uh, later on in the next segment, among other things, we do have a one hell of a um, <coughs> excuse me, one hell of a wombat of the week we have to talk about. And, um, I can't wait. I really can't. Um, Later on, I, I I don't know yet. I haven't actually planned out my alone time in the third segment of the show. So, whatever it'll be, it will be a surprise not only to the audience, but it will be a surprise to me. <laughs> so, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we're going to be talking about antiques and vintage sales, Wombat of the Week, possibly some more, and a whole lot more coming up after this. Hi, this is Tara. You're listening to my puppy. So don't go anywhere. He'll be way back. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel. But now there are vaccines and they are the very first step that let us get back to what we miss most. It's okay to have questions. Is it safe? Should I wait? Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision when vaccines are available to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Are you ready for some more Joel Mahalik show? I'd better not. Uh, I have what doctors call a little bit of a weight problem. I have the irrefutable proof that the earth is not flat. Here it is. If the earth was flat, don't you think cats would be on the edge of it knocking off? A new episode every Sunday at JoelMahalik.com. 
Welcome back to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Joe Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. And we are back here and um, welcome back. So welcome it's, back. it's been no secret over the last couple weeks, obviously, um, just to get into a, um, a lead into this next thing we're going to talk about. Okay. So um, we get a little serious now. Obviously, everyone knows that uh, Russia has invaded Ukraine. And um, oh, yeah. that has caused uh, our already mismanaged economy to uh, get even worse. So it was almost like, you know, the pandemic server, which, by mm-hmm. the way, if you, if, if you don't know, like, it's dead. Like, uh, like it suddenly is gone, which is right? strange. Because, because we're in war, so there's something else to concentrate on. No, no, no. Actually, like, yeah, I mean, so, yes, and that's... I was going to say, well, that's gone, and we can't have nothing going on to screw us around. So, you know, World no, yeah, War III. Right. But what I was going to say was, um, it's awfully funny. Not only has the uh, pandemic ended on a dime, mm-hmm. Faltzy has disappeared. You don't see him anymore. You don't hear well. from him anymore. And, of course, it's midterms. So it's got to be swept away. <laughs> right. So the Democratic Party can say they solved the problem. Right. Um, but anyway, so, uh, yeah. So we've experienced, I think, the gas went up. Let me think about this for one second. At least in Delaware. And I know the average is probably... Uh, we went up, I want to say, about 30 to 35 cents just this week. And I mean, no. that no. was... That's not correct. Do you have a history of Monday through Friday? I know Friday, it went up Friday morning when we got there from Thursday, and then it went up at uh, like midday. Okay. Mid-morning, it went up to shot 20 cents everywhere. I can go everywhere. by oil. Okay. Okay, but I'm going oil. by people I, pulling listen, into a gas station. I understand this, okay? I get that. But oil has everything to do with the gas station. Okay? Everything. You don't know about all this? Anyway, from Sunday... After his speech was Sunday, right? Whose speech? Dumbasses. The State of the Union? Yeah. No, that was like Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. Tuesday, okay. So, Monday, the price of oil went up about 20 cents. Tuesday, about the same. Wednesday, after the State of the Union, it went up. 58 cents in one pop. Mm-hmm. So, But these figures aren't at the pump. No. Right. No. So I, I see what you're saying but, about oil, which drives gas prices. I was just yes. talking about what people are paying at the pump. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. So it's when Biden first took office, which was what? A year ago. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yeah. A little more than. Right. A couple months more than a year, and we ha- the gas prices have gone up at least just about two dollars in a year. Almost, almost two dollars. Okay, since you're saying almost, I'll agree. Uh, another twenty cents. It. Another twenty cents, and it'll be two dollars. Okay, because we were at two twenty, ish, give or take a couple cents, when Trump was in office. Yeah, but that was the pandemic's fault, remember? And now it can't be the pandemic's fault. Now it's the Russian invasion okay, no, and Ukraine's it's fault. Biden's fault, <laughs> directly to Biden. Well, there is a because f- the second he took office, he shut down the construction of the pipeline. Mm-hmm. The second he walks in the office, shut down that pipeline. Let's toss all those people out of jobs. Let's drive the price of gas up $2, maybe $5 by the end of my term. So the economy's tanking. I'm sorry, I mean to take over. That's all right. I was just going to I was going to leave so you can have a political show. <laughs> no, and I I know we don't talk about politics here. And but you're bringing up the price of oil and the no, no, economy. I brought up the, I was bringing up the price of gas, not oil. I'm, I mean gas. I apologize. So here's anyway, go ahead. I, I apologize. 
here's something. So anyway, what I was saying was here's something that's been happening, and uh, <laughs> the reason I I wanted to talk about this story is because you know I'm a firm believer in the Fair Tax Act. If you don't know what that is, it's uh, you know basically just stopping all the ridiculous taxes that come out of your paycheck mm-hmm. uh, or my paycheck, and um, and my monthly paycheck <laughs> taxing. Taxing just. Hold on one second. Okay, so the Fair Tax Act says, um, uh, so you're going to get everything in your check, okay, minus things like if you have 401k, a 401k loan, healthcare benefits, all the taxes stop, and then there's a there's a one tax rate, and I think the discussion um, the, uh, the last time I was heavily involved with it, a couple years ago, I think the last discussion was something like 23 percent. So it would be 23 percent on new goods. And, of course, services. So, in other words, you buy a new car, 23% tax. You know, you buy new clothing, 23% tax. Food, of course, no tax. Um, I think some clothing, no tax. There's, There's a whole lot of stuff wrapped up in this plan. But, and then here's the thing. If you buy a used car, you don't pay tax. You go to Goodwill and you buy stuff to Goodwill, there's no tax. You see what I'm saying? So, it's like new goods, buying a new house services your services can be taxed um but it encourages you to uh i the way i put it is it encourages you to recycle and so now all this that we just talked about in the first couple minutes leads into this uh antique and vintage sales have skyrocketed not only because of the current state of the economy, but also because of the supply chain issues, you know? Um, so there's, a, you know, there's a lot of people that are focusing on, hey, do I really need this new thing, you know? And um, so this story that comes out of the Washington Post, actually, uh, starts off by surrounding itself with a woman named Samantha. I'll just say Samantha. And she moved to Washington from California and um, she basically took her clothing and nothing else. So now she's out there. She's got a studio apartment. She's 23 years old. And she's looking at the price of furniture and the time it might take her to get furniture. And so she puts that together with the fact that she is very focused on sustainable living. And so she goes out and she starts shopping at secondhand. She got herself a 100-year-old uh, English Pembroke table um, and that came from a few miles from her house and now uh, you know compare that to you know the lovely Sharon and I when we moved into our new house last year we ordered a dining room set that took nine months to get here nine months to get here um, so and um, so she's just part of a wave that over the last two years and seriously building uh, are people who are starting to buy mid mid twentieth century um, furniture, sofas, farm tables? Like okay, so we all right. So our dining room we waited for for nine months is a farm table, but it's new. <laughs> it's new and it's synthetic. You know, it's it's a combination. But anyway, so then the pandemic comes along and creates this perfect storm of what's been going on the last couple of years because of supply chain issues, and now. Uh, people are going to antique shops and yard sales, <clears throat> vintage sales, and they're spending less money and getting stuff themselves instead of waiting for supply chains to move, for product to be available, and product to get delivered. And they're saving a ton of money, and they're recycling things. And that's why I think this story is great, because it encourages, just like the Fair Tax Act would, it encourages encourages the consumer to recycle, to refurbish, you know, and uh, because that's the thing, we've become, we're not so much a manufacturing uh, economy anymore, we've become a consumer-based economy. And the consumers in this economy want, want, want. They want it now, now, now. And, and, you know, and so when you look at some of the product that comes out now, I mean, you've heard the saying, it's not built like it used to be. That's true. And people are finding that out because they are using, um, they're, they're using their smarts to go and get something, something old, something used, uh, something that's antique, 30, 40 years old. 
Um, oh, I would love to. Hi, I'm back. That's why. I, well, I was just actually talking about how people go out and get these yeah, mid 20th heard, century tables, you. but we bought a brand new one and waited know, nine months. You know what? Yeah, and <laughs> waited nine months. Was that a ridiculous week? So, um, churches and charities, and you know, they're starting to make more money for their needs because they're really they're getting in on this. This is this is becoming a big movement, yeah, because of the state of the economy. Exactly. Um. So, but you know, here I am. Um. But um. But um. But um. But I know. I I hate it when I do that on my lives. Because, um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, a lot of uh, consignment stores, a lot of uh, resellers, um, and that is probably making you know, uh, we used to work in the self storage industry, the auctions, it's probably making self storage auctions even bigger, uh, for people to come to because they can purchase this stuff, maybe do a little cleanup or refurbishing, mm-hmm. and then they're going to make more money too, not because. Uh, just for the simple reason that more people are out there going, what can I get now? Right. That's good condition, maybe looks unique, is older, but this person has it. Or this garage sale and has it, and I don't have to wait. you can it yourself, yeah. get something new. Yeah, you get something. And make it look, you know, brush it out and make yeah. it look weathered and really gorgeous. So, and it's not just supply supply chain issues. You cannot count on delivery services anymore. How about the the FedEx truck that the FedEx driver what abandoned and like or crashed and abandoned and like yeah. what was it thousands of packages just all over one of those um, all over yeah uh, one of the ravine yeah in a ravine mm-hmm. you know that's not a supply chain issue that's a, that's, that's an a, asshole issue yeah you know and then you have um, but you know what FedEx can we talk about that they're the worst. They are horrendous. Yeah. I don't like them since the pandemic. Well, I don't like them since Christmas. Remember how many times, how long I waited for Christmas presents and FedEx was saying it was delivered and it never was? You remember that? Slightly. And that my cousin's... um, place of business FedEx will not climb the stairs to get to our door and there's only five stairs it's not like this it's this huge thing five stairs goes up onto a deck they will just walk up one step put the um, package no matter how big onto the top step push it back just a little bit and walk away. I have pictures. Um, My girlfriend Shannon got this really big box, right? They didn't do anything with it except lean it against the railing and bolted. On the ground, everything. They're just getting ridiculous. Yeah. I really hate that, you know, my my ring bomb company uses them. And the mail service isn't any better either. I mean, the mail service is, is but late. that's getting better. Not much. Maybe well, just it, a, it should because the taxpayers just gave them a ton of money again. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, this is, a, this is the second time in like four years we've bailed out the post office. Mm-hmm. So they better do something right. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I get client checks. I got that one client check like two and a half months after she sent it. I know. You know? I know. My cousin doesn't get um, checks for her business until, you know, months later. And they've cut off her gas service. <laughs> so now that we have you recorded on the air saying that you would buy secondhand stuff, I'm going to... I love I'm, secondhand stuff. I'm, what are you talking about? I'm going to make sure that I... You don't remember I love antiquing and stuff like that? So we're going to make sure we have this recording, so... Absolutely. You know, Play it back over and over and over again. When your new clothes Please. I buy you come from Goodwill, you'll be all right with it. No, I don't care. <laughs> That's fine. Buy me Goodwill clothes. 
as long as they're decent clothes, they're name brand, like Gucci and Louis Vuitton, <laughs> like that. As long as you can get that at Goodwill, you're good. Right. Um, <laughs> okay, so it's tax season, and I picked up this interest, and I talked about this before. Get po- uh, GetPocket.com is an amazing place to just read, quick read interesting stories and i picked up this one uh and it's it's a a op-ed piece about the irs and how they already have your income tax data like you know you know what i mean like when you get your w-2 they get your w-2 like you have to send one with your taxes oh i know but they get one you know the employers send that information yes if i get 1099s from my clients they they gotta send that to the irs as well i know so they have everything. Mm-hmm. And so the question comes up, why do we still have to do our taxes if they already have all of our information? You know what I mean? Because there's millions and millions and millions of us and one person at the IRS. <laughs> Come on. So a little bit of, <laughs> a little bit of information. <clears throat> so in 1985, President Reagan, uh, boy, we miss him, uh, promised a return-free tax system in which half of all Americans would never fill out a tax return again. Um, under, the, under the framework, taxpayers with simple returns would automatically receive a refund or a letter detailing any tax owed. Taxpayers with more complicated returns would use the system that we have in place today. That's you and I. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have write-offs and stuff like that. Yeah. In 2006, President Bar- uh, Obama... Uh, his chief econom- economist, Austin Goldsby, suggested a simple return in which taxpayers would all would receive already completed tax forms for their review uh, or correction. Um, and he estimated that his system would save taxpayers more than $2 billion a year in just in tax preparation fees if you don't do wow. your own taxes. Um, so even though it was never implemented, the two proposals illustrate what we already know no one really wants to fill out tax forms right i know i do ours and it drives me crazy yeah my girlfriend needs help with hers she well there's plenty of people out there that do taxes (laughs) (laughs) wow you're so rude so you know there are at least 30 countries that permit this return free filing including england denmark spain and sweden um, and 95% of American taxpayers receive at least one more, <clears throat> one of more than 30 types of information returns um, that let the government know that their exact income. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, again, like I said earlier, they know. Um, but here's the thing. About two decades ago, Congress directed the IRS to provide low-income taxpayers with free tax preparation. The agency responded in 2002 with free file. I remember that. Mm-hmm. A public-private partnership between the government and the tax pre- preparation industry. As part of the deal, the IRS agreed to not compete with the private sector in the free tax preparation market. In 2007, the House of Representatives rejected legislation to provide free government tax preparation for all taxpayers. And in 2019, Congress tried to legally bar the IRS from ever providing free online tax preparation services, period. What? Yes. That's true. So, oh, so, mm. so the government, the government, mm. you know, blocks these types of things because they don't want to. Um, so, is it they a good thing or a bad thing? They just, they, they're money hungry. Right, but they're they're blocking it. They got into a no compete area with the private tax preparation industry. Right. And you know who causes stuff like that? Lobbyists. Mm-hmm. Who have I been preaching for decades to kick out of Washington? Lobbyists. Lobbyists, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, we're way past our time. Anyway, they have your information. Blabbing on about taxes, but and you, the IRS, but and you still got to pay taxes. I know. Yeah. I know people that don't file taxes because they said it's unconstitutional and they won't do it. But anyway, um, wow. So you're gonna do wombat in your segment? Oh my goodness! Right. I'll let you want. You can stay. For no. A no, I got things to do, man. Uh, okay, I guess Wombat's coming up <laughs> right after the break. We'll be right back. Oh, do you want to say goodbye, Sharon? Goodbye, Sharon. Okay, she said goodbye. I'll be back right after this. Look, Bullwinkle, we got a message. Big mail from Thumb Founder. This is really what I call a message. What the thing, Rocky? What the thing? It says they're listening to 920WON, the Apple. Brooklyn, New York. And now, here's something we hope you'll really like. Hello. 
to the show folks the Joel Mahalik show featuring the lovely Sharon and what you just listened to there after the break coming back into the show was independent musician group Posse Guru and their song called It's Over uh, and we'll have the link for Posse Guru on the show notes so you can go and listen to more of that band featuring Dave Diamond who is an artist that we have for years uh, promoted on uh, our shows and this network uh, that we uh, uh, that we do here. We're big friends of the independent musicians and uh, always taking an opportunity to get their sounds out there for you to hear. So, Posse Guru information on the show notes at www.jmtalk.net where you can subscribe. Okay, so we ran out of time in the last segment where we usually do the Wombat of the Week so I can have the lovely Sharon here with me which um, we don't because she is actually, she's hanging out on TikTok Live. So remember the link for her to be there. The link for her to be there. The link for where you can watch her on TikTok Live will also be on our show notes uh, at the homepage. But uh, so if you want to get involved with Wombat of the Week, you can. All you got to do is send us a link. Send us a link to a verifiable news story of stupid people doing stupid things. And you can send it to us at JM Talk on Facebook as a DM or send it to us an email at joelmahalikradio at gmail.com. And we stack them up because, as Sharon said earlier, it's amazing the amount of wombats we have in storage. 
waiting to come out. But this one sent in to us by uh, a listener, and uh, uh, she does a lot of graphics work for us, uh, our good friend Dar. And this is from uh, <laughs> iflscience.com. Uh, I I wonder if that means I I mean love science. <laughs> I think it might. Um, but anyway, so this is a story from around the other side of the world, and it's from the Global Times reporting that a man attempts to cure his own constipation by way of putting an eel in his anus, and he nearly dies. Yes, apparently, if you put an eel in your anus, you could die. You could die. So this was after an attempt to cure his constipation by inserting a sizable live eel into his anus. A man from um, East China's Jiangsu province has lived to regret it. Unfortunately for both eels and anuses alike, this is not an isolated incident. Let me say that again. It is not an isolated incident. Can you believe that? The man had become constipated and um, wasn't aware of uh, and was or wasn't aware of uh, usual medical advice on relieving the constipation. So he opted for a folk remedy of ramming an eel up his butt and letting it do its thing. <laughs> you know, if I'm fishing and I catch an eel, I'm like. Uh, distressed, distraught. I mean, I don't even want to catch an eel. Let alone do I want to stick one in any orifice of my body. Um, unfortunately, it traveled up to up his rectum and into his colon, where it bit a hole in the colon wall and made its way into his abdomen. Is anyone else out there cringing as I discuss this story? I mean, I've already read it thoroughly to make sure that because uh, I also had to fully vet it for for accuracy and truth it's cringing right this is cringeworthy he was in pain but he was too shy to see the doctor after a day or so he finally gave in and he got medical help at a local hospital where doctors told him he could have lost his life he was operated on to remove the 20 centimeter or approximately 8 inch eel uh, remarkably, the eel had also survived its adventure and was still alive when surgeons pulled it from his abdomen. Um, so that's the hard way to learn a lesson of not putting eels in your system. This folk remedy has struck others in recent times. In 2017, a man had a 20-inch eel removed from his stomach following his own attempt to relieve constipation. Uh, uh. You know, I guess it's easy for me to say, you know, if, I, if I'm if i constipated, I have an easy way to cure my constipation. That maybe other people don't have this savvy built-in system. I'm lactose intolerant, like to the 10th degree. Like, I don't know if there's anyone more lactose intolerant than I am. So if I ever run into this problem, I think I'll stay away from the eels. All I got to do is eat uh, eat some cheese, drink some whole milk. Oh, <laughs> I will not be constipated anymore in about five minutes. It does not take my system long, and it does not take much more than a smidge of dairy for my system to start rocking and rolling. So in June 2020, a man in his 50s also inserted an Asian swamp eel, my God, that sounds disgusting, into his anus, which also entered his abdominal cavity. Following the injury... Um. Uh, uh, and other things I'm not going to say oh my god he ended up with a severe infection really do you think and that's because things that don't belong in the abdominal cavity got into the abdominal cavity because the eel ate its way through your innards you know what I mean whose folklore story was this wow so according to, Mir to the mirror, uh, an expert said because he had inserted a live eel into himself, there's the original patient now, the chances of him dying were quite high had he not had surgery in time. And that's because that eel was eating its way through and things that are in a colon and don't belong in the stomach would have found their way there. 
You see what I'm saying? It's no wonder the man was in pain. But let me tell you, please, let me let, let me give you a piece of advice. Please do not use this method to solve constipation. There are other ways. I mean, have these people in Asia not heard of, uh, you know, what, a Ducalax? Ducalax? Uh, you know, and whatever laxative. There's laxatives out there. How about that stuff that... Um, that clear liquid that you drink, it's harsh too. When you're having a colonoscopy and uh, doing, it's the last piece of prep. Like after you're done, when you start your prep the day before and you crap your brains out for nine, ten hours and you can finally go to sleep. You got to get up in like two and a half hours after you finally go to sleep and drink this whole bottle of magnesium something. I forget what it's called, but they, they, of course they, they flavor it with cherry or lemon. Like that's going to help. And that's to do one final push of anything left in your system before you before you have to ride to the hospital, which is the longest ride of your life. Hoping upon hope that your system is actually finished. And uh, so anyway, so this man who is unnamed, and I'm, I'm happy he is, but he's unnamed. He is the Wombat of the Week, and so is everyone else who tried this stupid stunt. Wombats of the week. Uh, there you go. Man attempting to cure his own constipation by shoving a needle up his butt. Man. Uh, so anyway. So let me get back to this magnesium stuff. <laughs> it's nasty. I know. I've had it. There's a guy on TikTok. I don't know if you've seen this or not, but there's a guy on TikTok. And he's... Uh, I, I, he, I know he's a gamer because uh, he... I don't know who put him up to the challenge. And that's the thing with with uh, with millennials and, and uh, Gen Z. What is with these stupid challenges? So he will drink... He'll drink an entire bottle of this magnesium stuff. And he wants to see how long he can game before he craps his pants. So here, you know, again, this stuff is used at the end of colonoscopy prep. It's the last push of anything left in your colon. This guy, without doing any prep, is drinking this entire bottle of this prep. Uh, I'm, I'm really glad he only drinks it on camera and then shuts the camera off. Um, because it, it's completely stupid. You know, this stuff is such a shock to the colon. You... I, he has no idea what he could be doing. Like, like it, you know, I, you don't need to be a doctor to be able to say to him, listen... Take my advice. This is not how you do it. You don't drink this stuff. Uh, he uh, he could be in for a nightmare. And I know he's done it a couple times because I've seen two or three different settings of him doing it. Moron. Anyway. Um, I don't know his name. It doesn't even matter. You can almost see anything you want on TikTok anymore. And that is no joke. So, all right. So, I got a few minutes left. I want to tell you about this. Um, uh, I just want to circle back to the Ukraine uh, and Russia war thing right now. You know, um, to fund a war, you have to have funds, right? And there are a lot of countries uh, that are helping the Ukraine. I'm sorry. They don't. I, I, I learned recently the Ukraine is the wrong way to say it. So, I apologize. Let me, let me go back. A lot of countries are helping Ukraine with all different types of assistance other than boots on the ground. And that's that you know that that's a discussion probably not for my platform. Uh, I have thoughts about that, but maybe maybe not share them on this kind of platform because we try to be an entertainment platform mostly. But um, what I wanted to say was, you know, they don't have the money and finances that you know Russia would. And what I what I wanted to talk about real quick was this story that came out. This is amazing. People around the world are booking Airbnbs in Ukraine and they don't even plan to go there and check in. You see what I'm saying? They're booking Airbnbs to fund the effort in Ukraine. You know, a lot of the effort in Ukraine comes down to the civilians. 
I mean, there are civilians that are capturing Russian soldiers. There are civilians that are that are catching you know uh, Russian equipment being unattended. Uh, you know, we saw also the video of the farmer towing the, the the you know the tank away. You know, so we see a lot of this. So yeah, it's not like the BM, like the Airbnb. Sure, some money of that goes to you know um, the government, I guess, in form of tourist dollars or whatever. But you know that money too. Okay, no one's showing up. The BMB's probably damaged from the war effort, but. The money's coming in, you know? And so they're talking about right now somewhere around one and a half. Is it, is it million or, or is it billion? I think it's, uh, it's, it's like almost $2 million um, just in the last two days of this podcast recording, which is finishing off right now on a Sunday morning. So almost $2 million raised in 48 hours. For Ukrainian hosts that need it for their own good, you know, so that's a lot of money. This so that that's a way that people around the globe are showing their support for the people of Ukraine. You know, for the people for their for their effort for the people's effort. You know, no, no matter what it is that they need money for, so a lot of money rolling in uh, in that way. And I think that's amazing. You know, it's it, it does it, it is it amazes me the uh, the way people can come together all the time for um, global strife. You know, and we we always prove that we can do it time after time. But you know, in between those times when we can really show our true colors, it's amazing that we can't. It's amazing that we can't come together. You know, when there's when, when there's no major strife to put our efforts towards you know what i mean like uh do you understand what i'm saying like okay we're all, we're all getting together and everyone's trying to help ukraine that's great but before this and after this why can't we just help people anyway why do we have, like i like i would praise on this program ordinary people doing these extraordinary things and they film and i think that's great that they film and because you're, you're getting to see something but you know that should just be every day that should be every day that we do small, small things. Every little tiny thing is measurable, no matter whether you think it's measurable or not. And so it, this is great that this is that this is happening. This is being done for them. But at the same time, uh, you know, uh, when this is all over, and and hopefully we we see the light at the end of the tunnel. Or something like this. I mean, I just think we, like you, we could do that anyway. We can do things, and I'm not saying buy Airbnbs at the server and don't show up. Um, but what I'm saying is little things, little tiny acts of kindness, and they all go together and they 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 roll and they form a snowball effect. You know, it, uh, pay it forward. Remember that movie? Some of the young people passing through this podcast are like, "What? Pay it forward? What's that?" It's a great movie. It launched a campaign. So these are the kind of things that, you know, I'm talking about. So uh, I just want to come back and tell you that it was a great story, a feel-good story I wanted to kind of end with, with the way, uh, you know, the average Joe across this uh, globe is supporting uh, the Ukrainian people, not so much the military, but the people, by funding them in a time of, of war when they're otherwise not being funded by their businesses. So that in itself is a uh, measurable humanitarian effort. All right, so that brings us to about the close. It's about all the time we have on this week's show. Uh, I want to thank everybody for joining. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the show. Go to www.jmtalk.net and subscribe to the program. Listen to the program right there. Um, share it with people. Uh, let other people know that they're out there. Hey, uh, we're on TikTok and Facebook at JM Talk. Stop by the TikTok. I need followers. I need followers. Go follow us on TikTok so we can start doing some live stuff over there on TikTok. Also, Instagram and Twitter at JM Talk Radio. Email us at joelmahalikradio at gmail.com. Uh, folks, we're out of here. I'm out of here. We'll catch you next week. Be good to one another, and we'll see you soon. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody.